Hump Day Quickie's Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickie's Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. Ryan starts her lifestyle journey in a porn warehouse, meets Rob on a dating site, and they begin their journey together. First, they explore some BDSM and then make their way to a swingers club. During their first night, they test out their exhibitionist side. And we're back at the sex apartment. Today, we have Rob and Ryan joining us. Welcome, guys. Thank you. <laughs> welcome, welcome. I have been waiting for quite some time to get you guys in here. I am very excited to do so. So give us a little information about you guys, your relationship. How long have you been together? What is it now? Seven years? That's Six, right. seven years? Yeah. And married? Not married? Not married. Okay. Not living together. Okay. It's the key. <laughs> key to longevity. <laughs> the key to what makes it work? <laughs> At least for us. Okay. So we met on Tinder. Probably the first six months we were dating. Casually. Like, yeah, and dating other people too. Okay. And we got into lifestyle under that environment. Like it blows my mind that there are people that have been married 20 years and then have that conversation. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, how's that work? Yeah. And for us, there was never any of the, you know, when we got into it, it's not like, oh, this is the only person I'm having sex with. It's just like, like do you want to be my boyfriend <laughs> and also have sex with other people? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which one of you knew about the lifestyle prior to this? That would be me. Yeah, she okay. definitely did. This was I, my I was super, orchestration. <laughs> super vanilla before meeting her. Had you had experience prior to this? Not personally with the lifestyle per se. Say I'd had former relationships where they'd brought up an open relationship that I quickly vetoed at the time, but I had been to some other lifestyle adjacent events. So had been to a porn warehouse before and had some experience dabbling in the adult lifestyle. What's a porn warehouse? (laughs) Where they film, store, employ, run tours to the public, where then you go back later for fun dinner parties and shenanigans. So that was more my introduction. And what kind of shenanigans are at this porn warehouse? It was more of a BDSM space, for sure. I don't know that it even exists anymore, but it was kink.com, very West Coast. San Francisco, the armory in San Francisco. Francisco. Okay. I think they shut down. Yeah. Damn it. But I, I want to do, I, I hope the other ones have this. I want to do this. But they had like a 20,000 square foot space, just wow. this armory, and they would film shoots there from wrestling matches to fake schoolhouse and mental hospital and okay. the top floor where they would have just dinner parties. And I eventually found out, invite the public, if you get on their guest list with pestering them, <laughs> that they invite you there, they serve you brunch, then they do little demonstrations. So you see some, uh, the electrocution play, some rope bondage, a lot of the 
submissive stuff, but then they encouraged you to also participate. It was back in the earlier days of the internet. It was streamed live Okay. while they were filming it, and then they would have a robot voice reading off the live chat of what everybody was saying that was paying to see it. Like oh. into, the, into the space? Into the speakers, wow. into the space. So okay. it was probably the deepest end you could jump into wow. uh, as a bit of an introduction. That still seems kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like she's like, it's a bit of an introduction. Yeah. I'm like, um. So it wasn't fully lifestyle, <laughs> at least when I went. Okay. I wasn't in that space, but I think a lot of the other participants were. Yeah. Now, did you actively participate? I did. Okay. I did. Well, who and- brought you into the space? Was this a boyfriend at the time or i brought him he introduced me he knew it existed having lived out there but then i figured out how to get on the guest list and eventually said hey i have a christmas present for you (laughs) okay so how did you participate we were at the end of one of the scenes that we went to the one time and i ended up Doing some dick sucking and getting bent over a massage table and yeah, she's something, pretty something much the, the like. last image in the video. <laughs> okay, and the fact that the video is still out there, I, it okay. is it is out there somewhere. Yeah. I have a copy somewhere, but we can never say. find it. <laughs> We'll leave it at we can never find it, but I want to find it. If you can find it, tell me, because they made me pay for it the first time I found it. I said, but I'm in it. It was a little more BDSM stuff than lifestyle stuff. The other participants there were not, it was not like the lifestyle in that they were very, this is my partner and, you know, much more controlling, much more measured, you know, a lot more rules that everybody had. A lot of the no kissing rules were there and... Very different, maybe not as sexual environment. Okay. So that was your hint into it. How long before you guys got together was that? That was years. (laughs) That was years before we met. So then how did it transition from that into this? When I met her, I could tell she was into some BDSM stuff, but I did not really know how much. And I had some very good friends that had also done some lifestyle BDSM stuff in New York City years ago. So I'd run stuff by them. And it was awesome because everything was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's normal. Every, every, <laughs> everybody does that. Oh, yeah, she went and did a video having sex. Yeah, yeah. No, everyone does that. Yeah, sure. That's normal. So I was <laughs> like, normal. Totally normal. I don't know how into BDSM she is, and I don't know anything about it. So I was like reading all up on it and some extreme stuff. And I'm like, well, what about this? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> normal. There's always someone that does that, someone that does this. And then as I kind of learned a little more about what she was really into, it's a little more on the light side of BDSM, more of the just rough sex. And And I don't even remember what triggered it, but I was actually hanging out with the person I went to the porn palace with Mm -hmm. as we were friends much later. And we randomly got on Googling sex clubs and went, there's one in our city. (laughs) Which planted the seed that then I told people about once I had vetted them on dates and told... Oh, you told lots of people about it. Told multiple people (laughs) the idea. Not lots of people the idea. No one was brave enough to call my bluff. I was going to (laughs) say, what were the other reactions like to that? Because we have a lot of people that that are curious about that. I mean, in general, it was, oh, that's interesting that that exists. And we all look at the website and that was kind of it. (laughs) Okay. I was like, I made a reservation. (laughs) You want to go next weekend? I got a reservation. (laughs) As you said, you guys were dating and dating other people at the time. So what was the talk like going into this then? 
Do you remember? Uh, No. (laughs) So inconsequential, I guess, that at some point we stopped dating other people. Yeah, and it was somewhere around there. I don't know where it was, though, exactly. If it was before or after we went to the club. We were in a relationship then. You get ready to go to the club the first time. What are your expectations going into it that first day? Oh, probably everybody else's. Where you go, we're going to walk in. It's just going to be naked people everywhere. and. Well, we also got information from my friends who were in New York City, which has a at the Vibrant. time had a much wider variety. <laughs> yeah. And I guess in bigger cities, a lot of times the swinging and the BDSM don't particularly mix yeah. because there's so many more options. In our city, there's a little bit more of an overlap there just for the alternative mm-hmm. lifestyle stuff. Yes. They're like, oh, you know, you go to a bar and then when you go back to the back room, you got to take off all your clothes and wear a towel. Like some clubs are like that. And ours is a much more relaxed Midwestern. Very much. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They thought it was a little more of a uptight. We like the club, but Mm -hmm. yeah, there is a, what they described from New York City was a lot more open nakedness, open sex, uh, Mm -hmm. much, you know, wider variety. You know, at our club, it tends to be. Most people kind of go in and shut the doors. and It, it is thing. far more of a social interaction that breaks off into private rooms versus the full-on push towards group play. Yeah, it's almost like an off-premise club with rooms. With rooms, yep. yes. <laughs> yep, yeah. Very much so. When we have done stuff out in the open, yeah, we do get some weird stares sometimes. Like, ooh, I, 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 on the dance I can floor? confirm Whoa. that those are not weird stares, just to be clear. <laughs> The smile should have given it away for me, but whatever, it's fine. <laughs> Our first event was also a sexhibition event. Okay, well then, oh. yeah, you should have been doing that. We were expecting to see a lot of play. And it was at the old location. I was going to say, so there were only seven rooms at that point. So. And very narrow halls. And mm-hmm. We went, it was probably six months before we did the online part of the club. Really? We didn't even have a profile. We just went and showed up and found that's not a fantastic way to meet people no. when you're new. So like our first time we, we went and then we went to that little couple's room they had. And they had the little other room off the couple's room. And we fucked in there and with some people watching. So we're like, that seems like All a right, good, we did good it. start. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you first went to the club, was it with the intent of more exhibition or looking for other partners to swap with? Probably more exhibition. Oh, you think so? I mean, I don't know that our expectation was that we were going to be successful right out of the gate the first time. That's true. And we we, didn't know anybody. But we would have been willing to play right out of the gate. Right, we wouldn't have said no. I don't know that we knew at the time, but we are not super exhibitionists. And I don't really care who's watching. We used to a lot, especially at the old club. We would keep the doors open and the chains up and stuff. We didn't necessarily want other... We were kind of like, hey, we're at a sex club. Let's Trying add to, to the environment. Yeah, right. right. And after a while, we were just like... People are like standing out in the hall talking us. about the weather. <laughs> yeah. Yep. just going to close the door. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The hall talk does get distracting for sure. Right? I think it was the point where a woman came in while I was on the bed getting fucked and I heard her going, has anyone seen my earring? Anyone? I think I lost my earring. Find it later. I don't think it's going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And how soon after that first trip did you guys go back? Two. It wasn't the next weekend. Mm -hmm. We were looking at it because we went there once, maybe two or three times, and we weren't meeting up with anyone. And then we got on SLS, and that's how we met the first couple we ever did anything with. How did that night go? That one was uh, it's midweek. They invited us over to their house, not far from where, where I live. 
again, I've run this by my friends that had experience with it. It's like, yeah, we met this couple in SLS. Yeah, we're going to go over there and hang out. I don't know what the expectations are. They're like, oh, yeah, they, they want to fuck. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, well, how do you know? It's like, you're going over, they invite you over to their house right away. Yeah, they want to fuck. On a school night? Yeah. That, that's a shave your legs night. Yep, yep. <laughs> It was a work night for her, so she's like, I don't want to be up too late. They pushed it kind of the last minute. It was the usual. Yes. Sit around, chat. chat. Uh, transition. Yeah. Transition. But they finally, the woman said, hey, you want to go upstairs to the room? It's probably maybe five or ten minutes before she's like, well, we just got to go to get to work. Not not out of nervousness, just at right. some point. Just, yep. You don't want to be there till three in the morning if you got to work the next day. Right. Yep. We did end up going upstairs playing with them she stayed up too late mm-hmm. um, but i'm already here now so. then, then when we're leaving as well then when we're leaving the <laughs> guy's like to. are you sure this is your first time <laughs> and we're like well we've had sex before yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's not our first time for that but, but yeah it's our first time for this like you guys just didn't seem very nervous about it or anything <laughs> oh, okay <Thank> you. <laughs> right was that a compliment or not <laughs> I mean, I think so. In hindsight, I think it's a larger compliment maybe than yeah. we realized at the time. Yes, yeah. very much so. Did you guys have any rules in place at that point? Protection. It, That's we, always been we've always, one. Yeah, we've, then, we've always used condoms with other people, not for oral sex, but for anything else. And we started off, you know, same room together only. We've veered from that a little, like at house parties or something mm-hmm. and some other stuff. We're not quite as stuck to that as we have been in the past, but we yeah. started off with kind of like, we want to do this in the same room where we... We're doing this together. Yeah. To say, this is our hobby. It's fun for both of us. It's fun to do it together. Yeah. And that is how we approached it from early on. We did say, this is like a shared hobby that mm-hmm. we, we both like to do. <laughs> I like that. Now, how did you transition from, I'm into the BDSM slash rough sex into the lifestyle? Lots of women like rough sex. <laughs> I got to some point where I'm like, either lots of women really want to be treated roughly, or I'm just giving off that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was like, there was a point where I was like going out with so many women that I would find out were kind of into more of the BDS and stuff. And I'm like, all right, I didn't know this was all out here. (laughs) But it's normal. (laughs) Yeah. Either it's very popular or like I said, it was just women that were attracted to me. (laughs) (laughs) You give up a certain vibe and they Maybe. (laughs) That's great. What was the reaction back at home after that first full swap experience is positive it was like wow that was fun something you guys used in your own play or just yeah we did it moving on maybe at first a little bit of just kind of the rush or the thrill from it going, mm. oh, i can't believe we actually did that i can't believe that happened and, you know and then we just kind of i bet we could do that again <laughs> <laughs> it's fun you know we kept in touch with that couple for a while we did a Maybe went out with them another time and then they had a small house a party. party. Yeah, we just kind of moved on to... I think our circle just started growing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, now okay, now we're starting to maybe find our people here. And Okay. How was that first house party? It was all right. Yeah. It was... It was a good one. It was small. Too small. It was small. It was, I think, I think they had think- four couples and uh, one couple didn't show up. Okay. It's fine if you're all close friends, but we knew the host and not the other couple. I mean, we still played and did stuff. It was fun, but it wasn't like, oh, this is awesome. I don't know if that qualifies as like a party or if that's just 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 a group. I mean, if it's six of you, it's kind of just a private orgy. Party, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, we've had an accidental party that got bigger than that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We had a meet up with a couple that turned into them being 
a thruple kind of plus another couple well, we, and we, then a we house found, party. We found out that couple <laughs> kind of specializes in unicorn hunting. Ah. So uh-huh. we met them at a bar and they had a unicorn show up and we've seen them out and about doing the same thing many times. <laughs> like, oh, here's this couple with their uh, 25-year-old unicorn, this one. <laughs> but we hung out with them and it was a blast. I mean, we had fun with them, went back to their house, and then they had another couple come over and we had like a little impromptu orgy at their house. Nice. Fun. Yeah. Impromptu orgy. Like a good impromptu I know, orgy. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are my preferred impromptu. Yeah. We never plan them well. No. Every time we I try to plan one, to plan. they go, yeah. I think Can you plan they, an orgy? No, I don't think you can. Uh, you can, but it's rough. Because <laughs> then the expectations are there and then... It's a challenge. I think the key is uneven number of people. It's like when you have an uneven number of people, you just, it gets a little more interesting sometimes. Even if that means like someone sitting out for a little bit. Right. Now, when you say uneven number, I assume you mean guy to girl ratio. Whatever. Yeah. Just that you don't have all couples. I mean, I haven't been involved with like a three guy threesome thing. No. But then the the question comes, are we thinking more guys or more girls? Because I'm of the firm opinion that more guys in the situation ensure that the girls will always be entertained. But then again, girls with lots of other girls entertain everyone. So what, what can I say there? We've done both for like the threesome stuff. There's no wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, that's the best part about this. <laughs> we've had the extra women in and the extra men in too. And we've had fun with both of them. Yeah. So you started with the exhibitionism and then where did it go from there? A couple randoms after that. And then a few of the bigger events, some of the bondage events, just to see more space. Well, we did like at the old club, especially some of the, if it wasn't their really big nights, it was cheap. Mm-hmm. And we're like, wow, for like 40 bucks and bring our own booze, we can come here. Even if we weren't planning on playing, we're like, this is like a decent club and a lot cheaper than going out. She's like, and I'm not getting harassed by guys. If I say right. no, they leave me alone. It's the great. only time she's ever been harassed is by women. I could see that. Yeah. Women don't always know. <laughs> women don't always understand. Women don't no take means no. Day. They don't. As well. <laughs> you don't know to me. They're not used to it. It's true. At what point did you realize that your BDSM side was more of a rough sex side than a full-on BDSM type? I think that's more dependent on your, I mean, it's both of you, but your partner's personality. I mean, it's half a mental game, if not... Mm-hmm almost all a mental game, unless you're playing that game as well, then it doesn't really have the same zest, the same appeal. It just doesn't really pan out. I if like she's aspects in the, of if it. If she's in the right mood, she likes a little heavier. I'm not a 24-7 kind of person. It was more back in my younger days where you're infatuated with the person that you're with. It's more so of a people-pleasing, mm-hmm. trying to fulfill fantasies, and then you go, okay, I actually just like this this aspect and I'm going to cherry pick what I like. And then it turns off when we're not in the bedroom anymore. When we had one couple early on that we started playing with that were way more into BDSM, part of the difference was the guy was a bit of a sadist. Like he enjoyed causing, like I can do it. Like I can smack her ass pretty hard as long as I know she likes it. Mm-hmm. If, if I know she likes it, I can do it. It's no problem, but I don't really get off on that. But I think some people really get off on it. Like mm-hmm. this guy was once at that- a friction party, smacking her ass, and I couldn't even look. He was hitting it so hard, and he's a big dude. And like I could see the veins bursting, and she wouldn't use her safe words. So I was like, all right, well, uh-huh. you know your words, you know what you want. That. Like, this doesn't look like fun to me, but knock yourself out. That was not the end of the BDSM <laughs> for me. 
just a reminder to use your safe word. I was going to say, so at the time in you were thinking you should have, but you were not. It never hurts as much in the moment either. Okay. When you're you're yeah. in it, it feels all right. And then I the next still day. still can't understand that. The next That's... day you're eating pancakes. Going she had to stand up at the restaurant for breakfast. Not great. <laughs> See, I. So both people, you really both have to be in there for it to be mutually enjoyable. So I yeah, paper I think, cut and I'm damn near in tears. So yeah, I, I think if I got into some of the aspects a little more, she'd probably get into that I would find it more too. enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. If you're a submissive, then you're only getting the enjoyment from the dom getting the enjoyment out of it. Right. You can't dom yourself. And that gets into yeah. kind of another thing that the lifestyle works out well for us. She kind of likes the guys that treat her like shit. I mean, Damn like she sexually gets that. Here I am smiling at her and she's like, oh, that's not my thing. And, Fuck and, off. And I, way and, too nice. And tell I, tell me I no. Can, I can fake it, but I, it's a lot harder to fake after saying, oh, I love you. And, and sometimes you don't want that behavior from the you person you're with. From, exactly. Right. You want the behavior from somebody you don't have that connection with. So I can see that being something really fun where you can dabble in it and then leave it and, and come back to your... And there's not a ton of overlap there usually. <laughs> right. This person has a personality that's great in bed. Don't want to date. Right. Moving on. Um, <laughs> it's difficult for my end because I, I'm i the soother. I will... Everything's fine. I'm I'm the problem solver. I'm the fixer. I try so you're and, doing the aftercare then. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's where I fall in. So it's like, I'm looking at you going, I couldn't tell you no. Are you going to fucking mind? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell you no. There. I said no. That, that counts. I said no. I, I don't often. Every now and then I do just to get her going. Do you find that you can find quality BDSM people in the lifestyle, though? Or do you think that that overlap is sometimes tough to find? Because I know that there are so many differences between the two that sometimes you have these kind of BDSM wannabes. You say not imposters necessarily. Right, but yeah, like, but... like they've dabbled or they know some things and they don't necessarily know all of the things. So like, And maybe they're not trying to learn right. more of the things. They're like, oh, I can smack her as hard as I want to because she likes it that way and but it's not true it seems like the bdsm an 80, world it yeah. seems like an 80 20 kind of role where <laughs> like 80 percent of the time they're just blowing smoke yeah we don't and, really search out the bdsm stuff yeah. we've run into it some and i'm not gonna lie i was surprised fun. when you brought it up i i, I didn't really know that side of i you. feel like when it's presented i can tell if it's bullshit okay or if they kind of and I know feel that, what they're talking about. i feel that's what <laughs> I feel like when I do talk to people who are truly into the BDSM world, they know the real deal versus the people who are like, yeah, I can just, I can give it to her rough if she wants it rough. One, one of my general rules is if a guy self-describes himself as alpha, he's no. probably not. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely not. I'm an alpha male. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know. This guy's walking around with the shirts that say it too. It's, okay, cool. <laughs> Need a sign. I got you. It's like that's toxic, even for me. <laughs> <laughs> when you go to the love and bondage type events, what are you seeking out at that point? Say, at least for me, it's a utilize the full space of our club where it's double. Mm -hmm. triple its size so you can breathe a little bit and definitely participate in some of the demonstrations i'm all for it if there's a quote-unquote trained professional that's going to be lighting things on fire okay so <laughs> she's done the fire cupping I, okay fire cupping not okay. the fire massage but the fire cupping the line must have been too long okay. so the only one i'm not game for is the electric wand yeah. not interested <laughs> 
surprised you haven't been tied up by Tommy then yet. She doesn't have the patience for rope tying or the bladder for it. (laughs) Why do you guys continue to swing or continue to participate in the lifestyle? It's fun. (laughs) (laughs) It's a simple answer. Yeah. We'll do it as long as we're having fun. Kind of the variety. I don't think I've had better sex than with her. I'm not getting better sex in the lifestyle. Maybe I'll come across that every now and then. Maybe you have. Maybe you'll come across every now and then. That's not really the main thing. I also, I was in, like I said, I was very square before I met her. I was in a fairly long marriage. And like all this stuff would have blown my mind like six, seven years ago. Uh, Rob, that would have just blown his mind like even my friends that are like oh yeah what whatever it's all normal they told me about that before you know and i was like i wasn't even sure i believed them right <laughs> i was like yeah, right, okay. what, yeah yeah sure you went to a dungeon in new york right yeah people were like all on spinny wheels right sure <laughs> Pretty sure I saw that in a movie, but okay. <laughs> I mean, I did believe him, but I still kind of like, it yeah. wasn't approachable to me at all. And it just wouldn't have even been on my radar. And frankly, if my ex would have been like, oh, I want to do this. I would like, no, that's a horrible idea. Yeah. To me, it always seemed like the end of a relationship. Right. Or I knew I had some distant aunts or something and uncles that right before they got divorced, they would open their relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was always seemed like, oh, lifestyle stuff is just the end of rela- it's like the like we're trying to last of a relationship. Yeah. Spice yeah. Some yeah. Things up. yeah. And of course, our more recent experiences, that's not the case at all. Yeah. And as anyone in the lifestyle knows, it's uh, you know, at the end of a relationship is a horrible time to be. Oh, yeah. Sure. Sure. And now if we knew anyone was at the end, you know, having troubles in their relationship, that'd be one the red flags we'd yep. be like nah sorry if you guys work your stuff out come come, on come talk to us yeah 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 okay. we take pretty long breaks okay in between so i think that's why it's a hobby and we'll do it when we feel like it when it's fun yeah she'll get busy times at work or we'll be just doing a lot of vacations or family events and, and yeah we'll go long periods just six months or so where we don't do anything or half the time it's nessa where we get ready we're gonna go to the club and then 20 minutes before i go I'm not feeling it. I don't know if I want to go. And then we don't go. So that tends to happen too. Well, that is kind of refreshing to hear from you guys. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. You guys seem very outgoing with it and to hear you have your off nights your yeah. times you don't oh, feel yeah. like going and, and all the hangups so everybody else runs into as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're human and we need our breaks just as much, if not more. I mean <laughs> sometimes I feel like more, but <laughs> so I guess on the other hand, I'm like, yeah, fine, let's go, let's go. <laughs> so your question's kind of like, well, why do you keep going to the gym? I, I guess I like the class. <laughs> yeah, I just keep going until until they cancel my membership. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we've discussed that we've never had a really bad experience. We've heard some people, and yeah. we can imagine some bad ones. And we've had stuff we were like, I wouldn't do that again. Mm-hmm. But we haven't had anything where we're like. Oh, that was horrible, or I felt at risk, or something like that. Right. Yeah, we've not had anything traumatic or anything no. so bad that would stop us from coming back. Yeah, Definitely we, things that taught us lessons, but right. yeah, nothing. And experiences that we go, eh, not doing it again. Right. And Tried that. They go on the no-fly like list. Didn't like it. And not yeah. doing that again. <laughs> and, yeah. and, you, and you're right. You see those relationships that at first appear, okay, yeah, they're, they're here for the same reasons we are. Everything's great. And then you get into it, and you get that little twinge, and then you you hear the backstory and go, okay, we went in this room a little too early. (laughs) 
We haven't done anything outside of lifestyle stuff with you guys, but we've known you quite a bit in the lifestyle. What do you think would make us good podcast guests? Oh, you're turning the tables now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm you guys have an energy about you. It's nervous, I can tell, but it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's still fun. It's, am I wrong? That is not what I usually get. I guess I'd be shy. I, I'll, yeah, I usually get yeah, that's, just... They kind of fall in the no, same. No, everybody gets, oh, you're so innocent. You look like you never do anything. <laughs> no, I, no, never pick that up. All right, see, good. I'm, I'm not trying to put that off. <laughs> I think every time we have a conversation with you guys, we enjoy the conversation. And I was just talking after Halloween. I was like, you have such a great sense of humor, which comes off not like humor at first. When you were sitting next to me as Peter Pan, Peter Pan, right? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I was still stuck in my Robin Hood men in tights mindset. I think and that's a tight, fine guess tight, too. Tight, tight, tight. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, you were, I don't know, you had made some comments and I came home and I was like, he's so funny, but he doesn't like act like he's funny, which is even funnier. (laughs) So anyway, so that's, yeah, that's your, we just very much enjoy, we we enjoy our conversations with you guys and and we like that. So (laughs) I was like, they either think we're going to be good podcast guests or they're really desperate for a podcast that's right now. <laughs> we we had no, talked we about have. you guys being on for a while I, yeah. yeah i know and and we've discussed it for like what a year or so now. and then all this week i went oh no what did i sign what, up what, for? <laughs> what did we do what did i agree <laughs> to <laughs> oh no hasn't been that bad right no it's it, always it surprising is. to us that people will immediately upon finding out that we have a podcast or even that other people have been on it they will say immediately oh we would love to do it we absolutely want to do it and then the second we reach out and say hey remember how you wanted to be on the podcast you want to do that still and they're like oh um <laughs> we're busy that weekend and well, it always surprises me that they're like nervous all of a sudden weekend. <laughs> all of a sudden <laughs> I don't know where it comes from, and I, I don't think it's that bad. It's and then once people sit down and do it, oh, you know what? No, that's, that's fine. Well, yeah, it's like the club. Mm-hmm. Lots right. of people get super uptight about stuff in lifestyle, and maybe for a very good reason. Sure. I'm not, I'm not even saying that very judgy. When I get on the site, and it's like no pictures of people's faces. Like, yes. Where yeah. they're like, I want to, let's meet. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't have enough information. Like, <laughs> I'm always like, we need to see faces and we need to see general body types. Right. Like, I don't need to see any kind of nude photos mm-hmm. or anything. I need to be able to pick you out of a police lineup. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just in case. But, it, but it's like people that have no photos. The last several months, all the new people joining the site, it is a couple's picture. It is a couple's face picture. And for the longest time, I mean, you look at SLS, it's rare to find. Torso. Torso. Yeah. It's, it's, Torso. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So the fact that people are opening up more and being like, hey, you know what? Yes, I'm here. And if somebody finds me on here, that means they were here too. I'll sometimes throw pictures of just her up as the profile because it seems to get a lot more attention than the ones with me. (laughs) But we still have the ones with us in it. And Mm -hmm. I still have... The ones with me more naked that don't get as many likes as hers does. <laughs> <That> damn <thumbs laughs> it's Like if women want to see more naked men, they need to be liking their photos a little more. <laughs> more gray yeah. sweatpants. What's your favorite type of event to go to? Probably hotel takeovers. For sure. Why is that? We've had fun at all of them we've done, even with some of the room quality challenges. <laughs> We did not get stuck in the worst part of that. They kind of feel like Las Vegas or just an adult vacation where you are in this 
whole fantasy world and you're all just kind of locked in it together and you forget a little bit about the outside when you're in there. At least the ones we've been to are complete takeovers. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about anything in the hotel. We've also, it's taken us time to do it right. The very first one we went to, we ran into that one couple we did some BDSM stuff with. This is the first time we met them in person and we'd been texting for a year, which doesn't happen. Right. right. I'm kind of like, if you don't set something up within a week or two, usually people just fall away. Yeah. Maybe you run into them later, maybe not. And I'm, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. But this guy had been talking to us off and on for a year. We hadn't managed to get anything together. And then we're walking down the hall and we recognized them, which is also rare. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, that is. And they had a big suite and we went down to the dance party and then spent the rest of the time up in the suite with them. Next day, we're like, well, that was fun, yeah. but... We didn't make it to the speed dating. We yeah. didn't make it to any of the We didn't make events. it to the we naked didn't, pool. We, we didn't, didn't go make to, it to the, the costume party. <laughs> So then next year we went back, we went, we did a lot more. We had it all together and stuff. We were meeting people. Yeah. We met this couple we'd been trying to hook up with for a while and they ended up being right next door and they're like, all right, well, we're going to go up to the party floor and stuff. We're like, all right, well, let's take a break. We'll come and get it. And then she was, she drank too much. <laughs> <laughs> they come knocking on the door and like, yeah, I don't all think right. we're going. So we had a good time there too, but we did not make it up to the party floor. I recall again. waking up at 4 a.m. going, maybe, and no, it just, it, no, no, it was and, not happening. And then the last one, I'm like, Third we're going to the, the fucking party floor. We, we went, we had, we had the room for Saturday night and we went out to eat and we're like, we're going to swing by on Friday and just see what's going on. <laughs> And we just kind of, we didn't do anything that night, but we walked the party floor. We're like, if nothing else, we at least showed up during this time. We made it. We made it to the party floor. (laughs) Did it. Now we did it, mom. Yes. Yeah. I love their try, try again approach to hotel takeovers. Absolutely. I mean, (laughs) they did it. Look, yay, mom. (laughs) Each time they learned something new, every time they went, they had a great time, but each time they thought they missed out on something else. So the next time going back, they're like, we're not going to miss out on the party floor. We're not going to miss out on seminars. Speed dating. Yeah, the speed dating. I love it. And I totally get it because that's the same way we feel about our trip to Naughty and our trip to Secrets. We didn't know what to expect. We did what we could. And now going back, we have different ideas in mind. And I think you get a little bit wrapped up in whatever's happening in front of you and mm-hmm. you just kind of go with, well, at least we do. We just go with oh, the yeah, flow <laughs> and then you turn around and next thing you know, you've missed a bunch of stuff and you're like, it's oh, three no. o'clock in the morning. And, oh, shit. Where'd the day go? <laughs> Even at Naughty when there were five days. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Where did the five days How go? How did we run out of time to do everything in five days? Yeah. Getting to them. We don't know very many just dating couples that don't live together. Well, actually, Lori and Derek don't live together. True. Good point. And we know another couple that we're hoping to get on soon that's kind of like a poly thing where he lives farther away and she's married with a husband and kids at home. But of all the people that we know, it's a very limited number. And that just goes to show you that the dynamics can change and be different amongst so many different couples within the lifestyle and it all works. How about the fact that she got started going to a porn warehouse? This is the first time I have ever heard of a porn warehouse or anything of its kind. I mean, I've been into porn for a really fucking long time. And how I didn't know this was a thing is beyond me. 
I am so disappointed that I didn't get to experience this back in that time. I could feel that coming off of you while you were interviewing her. Like, what? I loved every bit of it. The, hey, I'm going here to see where all these films are made. I get to take part in something afterwards. We have a dinner where we hang out with all these people that are involved in it. I Just every single bit about that seemed really fucking cool. I agree. Sounds like fun. That being said, if such a place existed today, would you go and be part of a shoot like that? I don't know about be part of. I would definitely go. I would love to be the voyeur and watch and see how these things actually happen in real life. I mean, true porn, not... So you'd rather be on a porn set, not a big group of people getting together and they just film the fucking. Correct. I would not participate. I think I would enjoy very much watching everything be filmed and how they go about doing that and seeing how they get certain shots. (laughs) I was actually open to the idea of participating in the 100% completely anonymous realm. Mm -hmm. It's not like this is our only fans or here we're this porn star. It's random people inside of this show, this shot and done. There's no credits that show any names. It's just, wait, could that be? No, it can't possibly be. And it's just that one time thing and on with your life. No, check did that. Interesting. What I also liked was the live chat that as people were sitting at home watching this, Mm -hmm. the computer voice would read off what the comments were. And I was just thinking how cool that would be. I'm just thinking about how weird the voice was and how probably monotone it was. Because even with Siri these days, who has a little bit more emotion in her voice, it's still weird to have them read off, you know, our dirty comments when we uh, have had that happen in the car. I can only imagine back then what the voice was. It was probably really robotic and monotone. All I'm thinking is war games and the movie. I don't know what war I had a feeling you were going to say that. 80s movie, never mind. It also reminds me, I believe the Oasis Aqua Lounge has a room that at one point during the night, it is a live stream and people can watch what's happening. That's cool. So I would be interested in watching that. Again, you get the anonymity of it and you just happen to be somebody who's on the live feed of the Oasis Aqua Lounge at that particular moment. What are the odds that somebody sees it? Maybe I don't have enough faith in humanity, but... um... (laughs) Could be. I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough call. It is. I've always been very hesitant to jump into that realm just because all that's forever. Like she said, (laughs) the video's out there. there. Just don't know how to find it anymore. Something I noticed Rob say actually frequently throughout Mm -hmm. this interview was how he would reach out to his friends in New York because they were part of the BDSM scene in New York. He would kind of ask their advice, maybe talk to them about certain things that Ryan had brought to the table, just kind of nonchalant. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's normal. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Yeah. It just struck me as funny because I feel like that is a lot of what you run into when you have people experienced talking to people who are brand new and they very quickly forget how strange or unique, uncomfortable you can feel right at the very beginning, hearing a lot of these things that coming from a vanilla life, that's crazy or that's unheard of. I can only imagine the reaction if I just started talking to someone at work who had no idea about this, just our normal Saturday night and be like, oh yeah, it was kind of tame. We fucked this one couple, went out to dinner. Wait, what? You said you fucked it? What? And we're like, that's normal. It's just one. (laughs) There was no orgy. We didn't have like 15 people. It was really chill. Normal. But I also love that he felt comfortable enough to reach out to those friends, had sounding boards to bounce things off of, even though it was normal to them. 
him hearing that could have meant the world in that moment where he's like, this is really weird. I'm freaked out. And then, yeah, yeah, that's normal. normal. We do it all the time. All okay. The time. No biggie. Rob mentions his friends in New York are into the BDSM scene in New York and how very different the BDSM scene in New York can be comparative to where we're at, where we have a space that sometimes combines the two. Mm -hmm. In New York, there's very separate spaces for swinging and then for BDSM. At our club, it really does bring both worlds together, even if it's just for four nights a year. I find that having those moments of time where you can cross the two or interlace the two, even for four events a year, it's pretty fantastic because it definitely has some crossover. There yes. are some people who have some kinks that are in the BDSM world mm -hmm. that they like to share with partners in the swinging world. You kind of have to have a little bit of knowledge of both or more knowledge of one versus the other for it to work. And this kind of brings me to another point. Rob talks about how he's not sadist in any way, shape or form, but he will only slap her ass as hard as she wants it to be. Yes. And this brings me to a point for me personally that I had in my first marriage. I struggled with letting my ex-husband be dominant to me because I had trouble seeing him in that position because we were very much equals in our marriage. Mm -hmm. There was not one person a breadwinner. There was not one person making all of the decisions. It was very much an equal partnership. I struggled mentally to get him to a place where I would let him be a dominant for me because I almost would like laugh it off if he like told me to do something or if he wanted to like smack my ass I come in like hee hee that's funny like you know <laughs> like I couldn't take it seriously right and that's where I loved bringing the lifestyle in because this allowed me to find somebody as Ryan even said she likes somebody to treat her like shit because she's not going to go home with that person she's not going to develop a relationship with that person. She can get the fun of being dominated out of it and then walk away and be happy in a loving relationship with Rob at home and snuggle and go to bed. I very much feel that. Like I want somebody to treat me like shit outside of the bedroom, but don't let it be my husband. Don't let it be the person I want to snuggle with and I want to, you know, say I love you to. Because I don't love that. I don't want somebody to treat me like shit in my daily life. Okay. Well, thank God, because I personally, I've, I've said it a hundred times on here, I struggle with that side. While, yeah, I can smack an ass or two, and I don't mind a little flogging here and there, mm -hmm. I'm not one that's going to leave marks. That's not my style. I've said it before. I'm a soother, if you will. Yeah. But at the same time, I really get turned on watching it. It's, yeah. it's fun to see, like when Bex and Boone were doing their thing. I love mm -hmm. watching that. Yeah. And I'll watch it all night at the club. I have yet to see you in that situation. And I don't know how much I would like watching that. And I'm also super lightweight. But you are, like she said, <laughs> until you're in the moment. And it's, well, I could take harder. Oh, I could take harder. And next thing you know, you're taking something that you probably didn't want to take at the beginning, but you built up to it. But also, I'm of the same boat where I enjoy seeing a bruise the following day. I enjoy seeing a mark the following day. There's something super sexy about handprint bruise on your thigh. When I see that the next day, that reminds me of what I just did and how sexy that was. Now, I don't want to be in the position where I can't function the next day. If I can't sit, then I went too far. I went too far. <laughs> 
But I can see how it could get to that point where, yes, you're enjoying it and you're not necessarily thinking about the repercussions of it until the follow through the next day. But I am one of those people who really enjoys seeing the marks that are left behind. Now, this kind of crosses over into something that Bella and Jace on the Foreplay podcast talk about a lot. They are really into choking. Mm -hmm. And it's not just him choking her, it's her choking him. Sometimes they'll choke the people they're playing with. They'll even go so far as to cross choke the person who someone else is playing with. That really got me thinking of, I know how much you like to be choked lightly. Mm -hmm. And we've had a couple moments where you've been getting fucked and I put my hand on your throat and your eyes fucking roll back. Yeah, And I'm like, yeah, maybe we could do that a little more, you know? (laughs) I'd be down for that for sure. Yeah, Yeah, I imagine you would be. But we talked about this too, being something super sexy is that your dominance in a situation while I'm being fucked by somebody else, whispering something dominant in my ear, choking me while they're fucking me. Those kinds of things are a huge turn on to me. I can't confirm they are. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I'm definitely down to do more of that. Now, (laughs) would you want me to choke you? No. Well, you're talking about the cross choking. So I think that's more me crossing over to choke you okay. while you're getting fucked or you and I playing and reaching out somebody else reaching over to, to cross choke you. Choking is one of those things where we very much need that green light before we go in because I just don't. Yeah. I, and it's not something I've never choked anyone while we've played because I know that there are people who are very sensitive around their necks. So the second you can come into that area, it could be bad. So we have mm-hmm. a lot of women that we play with that are into it. Right, and to see you do that doing. would be hot. Yeah, but it's not something I I really have to have a super duper green light, like the brightest green I, light. I think that's that something that's existed. talked about before <laughs> yeah, or I even know, said in the moment where choke me and you, yeah, and you jump right, in. Right. Well, but what I'm saying is I have to, besides just having the okay, I need to know that this is a turn on. This isn't something I'm just doing like, hey, can I choke you? Sure, I guess. I guess. You know, or sure even. And then- but if it's not turning them on, then there's no point. That's where you start light. And if they take their hand and put it on yours and squeeze tighter, then you go, okay, now I get it. A lot of couples start off just like they did in the, we're going to go to the sex club. We're going to have sex in front of other people and experience the high of people watching us fuck. It seems the natural step. Another thing we should clear up, old club, new club. It's been mentioned on several podcasts where our guests have mentioned oh, this is where the old club used to be, not the new club. Just to clarify, our current club has moved spaces and it currently is in a very large warehouse type space versus where it used to be in a much smaller space and did not have nearly as many rooms. But when you hear our guests refer to the old space versus the new space. About four years ago, our club moved to a new location. The old club was about the size of what the bar and dance floor of the new club are now. It has definitely grown. So we've talked in the past on other podcasts about the perfect house party and how to go about planning that and the difficulties that come along with that. In this case, Rob talks about the perfect number for an orgy Mm -hmm. or the perfect type of house party for an orgy with the numbers of people being uneven. Yes, which is actually something pretty fascinating to me because I never really thought about making the numbers uneven specifically to cater to an orgy. I have thought about inviting 
unicorns or single males to our events. Right. But when we think about inviting a unicorn or a single male, we're thinking, okay, this particular couple would be able to play with a single male or this Mm -hmm. couple definitely plays with unicorns or, you know what I mean? You're thinking about catering to one or two couples versus catering to the actual idea or thought of an orgy. So I think it's difficult to plan specifically for an orgy versus planning with couples in mind that work well together with other couples or like in your case, you're saying a single male or a single female working well in the situation with people that we invite. When we're planning a party, that's what we're thinking. We're just thinking, are these people going to vibe together really well? And I don't think we're thinking, are these people going to orgy together really well? Right. (laughs) Because when we plan, we plan on parties and get togethers. Right. And And let the rest happen. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens naturally. Yeah. And the times that we have said, okay, let's get a group of people together just to fuck. It's been that awkward. Well, are we going to fuck? I guess we're going to fuck. We're here to fuck. Let's go fuck. It seemed very robotic at that point. But I do like the idea of uneven numbers. I absolutely agree with uneven numbers. I think that's a fantastic approach. Just because you don't know if you have that female who wants to, you know, blow through three different guys, literally. (laughs) Or if you have a male who is easily winded or a male who just goes like the Energizer Bunny, you just you just don't know what's going to happen in the evening. And to have those numbers kind of offset with singles is a nice way to pump up both sides. So you have the ability to kind of intermix. Now, are you thinking more guys? Now, I'm with Ryan. I think there is no right or wrong answer. I think it depends on the group, which goes back to what you were just saying. It's the planning for something that I don't like, but I do like the idea of having the numbers be uneven so that you do have the ability to kind of stick a Freon (laughs) in there somewhere, wherever needed. Mm Mm-hmm. It always seems that when you're telling vanilla people what you do, Mm. the vanilla people who know absolutely nothing about the swinging world, they know somebody or they know somebody who knew somebody. And for whatever reason, those somebodies didn't work out. Oh, my friends, my friend's cousin, they got divorced when they they did that. Oh, as soon as they started swinging, that was the end of it, that they were over before they even started and they were going down a terrible path or, oh, I know somebody who did that once and now they got, you know, some sort of sexually transmitted disease or my distant relative did that. He's now ousted from the family. I feel like you cannot take the advice about swinging from your vanilla friends who have never done it. And as soon as they say they know somebody who knew somebody, just turn off your ears because it's likely not true. So work on making friends within the life lifestyle and then start talking to them about your decisions. I don't have a good answer for who to talk to until you know people in the lifestyle other than go on message boards. But even there, there's people who don't fucking know what they're talking about. Some of them are terrible. I know. And so judgy. I feel like people on message boards are worse than real life people. Of course. All keyboard warriors are. I know. I like how Ryan mentions they'll be getting ready to go out to the club. And as she's finished getting ready, she's just like, you know what? I'm just not feeling it. And you know. Oh, do I ever. (laughs) I've been in that position multiple times with us where it'll be like hell to get me to even get off the couch to get going. But there's been times where I'll be fully dressed and we should be walking out the door and I'm looking at you like, I must. Usually by the time you're fully dressed, you're good. But there are those moments where I'm like, all right, we have to leave in two hours. All right, we have to leave in 90 minutes. 
all right, you're down to an hour and you haven't started getting ready yet. You got to move and you finally get up and stomp your feet into the bathroom. I know in that particular moment, you're not feeling it and you don't want to get ready. You would rather sit there and relax on the couch all night and just snuggle there. We could have an entire episode on the thoughts and feelings that go through Nessa's head before walking into a club hours beforehand. But there's a difference between the feelings of anxiety before we're going out and going to the club versus the I'm just not feeling it. And I think those are two different things. And sometimes they come in conjunction with one another, but sometimes they're two very separate things. I would say when I'm just not feeling it, you know, a lot has to be said for this lifestyle being something you truly have to be into when you're going out for the evening and you're intending to have experiences. Because if I'm not feeling it, I'm going to walk into the club. I'm going to be like, oh, not a single person here is of any interest to me. And there could be plenty there that I would normally be interested in, but I'm just not feeling it. So I'm just like, what? No, everybody's terrible. And I'm going to not be my most pleasant self. And then ultimately, are we out there having fun? Is the lifestyle really what it's supposed to be in that moment? Because if we're just there because we said we were going to go, but we're not feeling it and we're pushing through and I have all these negative feelings and then I walk away with a negative feeling for the rest of the evening. Is that really what it's about? For me, it's not it. I agree. I enjoy it for the fun of it, for what it brings to our relationship. And as soon as I feel like that's not going to happen, then I'm out. I don't need to be there. Those can be nights that we don't have to go at all. And I think that's a huge part of being a swinger, knowing that you don't have to be a swinger all of the time, 100% of the time for you to call yourself a swinger or for you to be having fun. You don't have to go to the club every other weekend. You don't have to show up at every swinger function and be there having a ball and fucking everybody in the world. That doesn't have to be your MO for you to, you know, consider yourself a swinger. It's okay to say you're not feeling it that night and to back off and to not do something. How'd you feel about them firing a question back at us? I was surprised. We were definitely not prepared. Not prepared. (laughs) Not prepared to be asked questions. I think we handled it well, though. It was an easy question to answer while we were put on the spot. Every single time we have a conversation with them, I have enjoyed it from the many times we've been at house parties together. We end up talking to Rob and Ryan quite a bit, just chatting, not necessarily doing anything sexy, but just chatting. And every time we've walked away from a conversation, I always leave smiling because Rob has a sense of humor that just really goes under the radar. Mm -hmm. I think it came out a lot in this episode. I think it really did. And if you didn't pick up on it, you have to go back and listen again. (laughs) I like that they realized, you know what? This was fun. We're glad we did this because a lot of couples, like we said, come up to us and say, oh, we love your podcast. We want to be on it. We want to do it. We want to do it. Great. When would you like to do it? And people get nervous, but then we sit down and we just talk. And by the end of it, People are just so happy they did it and had so much fun doing it. And we're like, wow, that was way easier than I thought it was going to be. This could probably be a whole nother episode. (laughs) But yes, absolutely. We enjoy every single one of our interviews so much. 
It always blows my mind how nervous people walk in here. Friends of ours, people who we hang out with on a very frequent basis that we talk to all the time. We have sat for hours talking, talking to these people. To, and then you put a mic in front of their face and all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Or they get so freaked out. I hope that we do a very good job of making them feel comfortable and making them feel like they can share their story for what it truly is because that's the whole point of this podcast mm -hmm. is to get it out there that so many people do the lifestyle in their own unique way. They've either come across it in a new way, different way, or they go about it in a different way. And we absolutely love getting everybody's stories out there to think that people are so nervous that they can't even actually plan the date to come in here, but they're excited about the idea of getting on a podcast. And then they back out at the last second because they're like, oh, I can't do it. I don't know. I don't know how to do this. So take it from Rob and Ryan. It was a great experience. They enjoyed every second of it. Yes. And I'm sure they're looking forward to coming back one day and recording their next one. And I really wish we could take credit for this, but I think it's a whole lot of people that are now putting their faces out there and being more open about this that is changing the face of a lot of the sites that we use. And so many people are just putting their faces up there like it's just a regular dating app and it's no big deal. I mean, we still know people who use fake names and it's not their real name that they're telling people at the club. So to see how far it's coming and how much more open people are being is giving me a whole lot of hope for the future. I agree. And I do feel like we're hypocrites in the sense that we're like, yes, put your face out there if you can, because we don't. Nope. And hopefully one day before we can <laughs> feel comfortable being more open about who we are and all that. Rob mentions that he mostly puts pictures of Ryan up on their profile because he feels they get more views and more having likes. The, yep. the female out there first. Then he gets to scatter in a few of himself here or there. From my perspective, you do a lot of the internet accounts mm -hmm. that we have, uh, whether it be SLS or our club site. So you're behind that. So yes, you're clicking on the profiles where you see something you like. Yep. But there are women out there who run profiles as well, and they may be out there. So you got to get the man out oh, there too. I you got to get them on the profile pics. And you also have to do that because the guy who may be looking at that is going to stop and go, wait, hang on. I may be interested in this girl, but will my wife be interested in this guy or am I going down a path that's going to be a problem? Right. Hotel takeovers. We've only done Naughty, which is... And Secrets. And Secrets is a resort. Naughty is a major convention. I'm talking the weekend, either just Saturday night or Friday, Saturday night hotel takeover. At a local hotel takeover, it's everybody from the area getting together to do that. It's like the club mm -hmm. experience, but hey, we're doing it for a weekend and we're here versus the one night of the club or right. the people from all over the world coming to this resort or right. to this major convention. We have yet to do it. I did it once a long time ago, very early in a relationship where we didn't really know anybody. So I don't feel I got the best out of it yet. So it is on my to-do list. Yeah. Unfortunately, most of the ones around here keep getting canceled. So <laughs> what can we do? Yeah, just wait around until one becomes available for us. Now, having had the secrets experience and the naughty experience, do you see us being more proactive in trying to take in as much as we possibly can at a hotel takeover? Or do you think because it's yet another new environment, new atmosphere, that we're going to have to baby step ourselves into it? Oh, I 100% think that we'll baby step our way into it. Just and like we do everything. 
I don't even know if you can call what we do baby step. I think what we like to do is get a feel for things and look around and kind of get the vibe based on the way we were at Naughty and their events and based on the way that we were at Secrets. I don't think it's a matter of we don't want to do all the things. We just want to know how these function, how these work. Mm -hmm. And for me, I very much like having kind of the lay of the land before I jump into something. So if we go to a hotel takeover that's local, it would be another, I want to get the lay of the land. I kind of want to know how this works. What's the party floor like? Are there seminars? Are there speed dating? Is this something we want to try to do and get a feel for it? Because it's going to be very different than a resort like Secrets. It's going to be very different than Naughty, where you have thousands of people coming from all over the place. So for me, it's going to be a, let me get the lay of the land. Let me see how this works. And then figuring it out from there. And if it takes the entire weekend to kind of feel it out and to see how it all goes down, then yeah, we'll probably have to go to a couple of them before we get our footing, how we want to approach a hotel takeover. So you're saying it's going to be a couple trips before you're jumping into the panda room. (laughs) Oh my gosh, the panda room scares me. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories.